Hey, it's Kyle Meredith, host of the Kyle Meredith with podcast, presented by WFPK at WFPK.org and the Consequence Podcast Network. It's a series that puts the spotlight on iconic musicians and actors, inviting them to drop by and talk about their latest projects, whether it's albums, TV shows, films, or beyond. I'm going to say something I don't want to say. Here it goes. Without Spinal Tap, there is no Tenacious D. Whoa. <laughs> Man. We get great stories and the biggest scoops from people like Garbage's Shirley Manson, the 1975's Maddie Healy, Jack Black and Kyle Gass of Tenacious D, Maya Hawk, Kiefer Sutherland, and everyone in between. New episodes arrive every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, so it's a great way to keep up with your favorite artists and discover some new ones. You can find Kyle Meredith with on the Consequence Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcasts. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. One of the great festivals in the country, or at least the southeast, is Shaky Knees. Year after year after year, great lineup after great lineup. This year, no different. Coming out of quarantine with a huge bang, two bands in particular we talk to today. Gang of Youths and Spoon. Festival Virgin and Festival Veteran. Plus, you could win Bonnaroo tickets today on the What Podcast. Barry Corder, Brad Steiner, Lord Taco. It starts right now. Everyone doing? Having a great day. Great. Having a great time all the time. Yep. Okay. How are you? Has uh has anyone been linting? Has anyone been linting really hard? No. Told okay. you. I'm no quitter. How Taco, did, yeah, do you survive you. your first Mardi Gras? Taco, you doing any any of the linting? Uh nope, I haven't given up anything. Okay. In fact, I have to go twice as hard now because of all the people giving up, you know, like <laughs> beer. Yeah. Now I've got to drink more beer, so yeah. counting on you. It's a what hard the, life. People what, other things, what other things are you doing to, to make up for other people's Lent? Uh, that's about it. Just, just okay. beer. Uh, is there anything <laughs> else Anything else I should uh, I should tune into and pick up? Any? Should I start smoking? You could do that, yeah. Try smoking <laughs> for a little while. Should I vape? Yeah, just try yeah. it. Mardi Gras was great, uh, but I will say after 10, 14 days of this, I've never wanted to Lent so hard in my life and i'm not catholic there's a i'm reason not religious things, at all there's a reason these things were created and continue right now i understand the purpose of being full of lint or yeah. being lintful what is the word i don't know even know how to talk about this am i linting have i linted i don't know that lint lint's a verb until okay. you until you made it one but uh, it works I i'm going hard 
I'm going hard after Lent. I'm going hard after Lent. Uh, I have uh, successfully, successfully, guys, I have gone a whole day so far without drinking. This is um, big. Ooh, wow. I just, I just started the Lent yesterday. Let me see your hands. Okay. <laughs> okay. I just started the Lent yesterday. Uh, now, granted, I'm about three days late four days late but i started yes i feel great slept as long as you get there yeah Yeah. but i know why they're doing it now barry now i understand your people i understand why you guys need this so bad because it (laughs) beat me the hell up i bet i bet how long is the lengthing gonna last you're gonna go the full 40 i i think i'll make it to tomorrow at about 4 30 40 hours yeah pretty good Oh, 40 hours. My though. people, my oh. people spend the desert for 40 hours. 40 hours. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you survived it. Did you see anything crazy? Everything crazy. It was so much fun. It was the most it's crazy that um people, especially on Mardi Gras Day, are so emotional. I mean, people are crying on Mardi Gras Day. And I think, you know, partly it's because of the you know quarantine and not being able to do this for a little while, but apparently this is a thing where people get very emotional on Mardi Gras Day because of the sheer magnitude and the beauty of the entire moment. And I will say, I've been talking a lot in the past day or so with, you know, professional people, especially in the company, and they're, you know, obviously worried about Ukraine and the humanitarian aspect of everything that's happening there. But here, it's almost as if none of that's happening. You know, it's like we have just went through the gauntlet of Mardi Gras, and we're just now waking up and saying, there's a war? What? (laughs) What happened? Um, So I do feel a little like out of touch and out of it, um, but it was as fulfilling and as exhilarating of a a week and a half as as I could have found. I wore a costume. Wow. Whoa. um, One piece of the costume was on my head. That's a lot of alcohol. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Or the right alcohol. Didn't throw up. The wife threw up once. Uh, We didn't. I didn't. uh, I kept together. Yeah, I kept it together. Um, well, I mean, New Orleans, like we've said before, is the uh, you guys suffer more than most cities, and for to be shut down for two years, I can yeah. see we're blowing it out was uh, overdue. And then uh, the best part was on Friday, the Friday after Mardi Gras, and the Saturday after Mardi Gras, and the Sunday after Mardi Gras, there is crawfish everywhere, <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> I must have had 110 pounds of crawfish over the weekend. It was massive. I couldn't you didn't give up crawfish. Oh, why would I do that? Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I, you know, that's the point of Lent. Give up something you love. Well, Barry, Got it's where I'm here to talk to you about. <laughs> <laughs> Are we on a break? <laughs> <laughs> we've gone through more breaks than we've been on. Uh, today it's uh shaky knees day so we've got two artists today that we're going to uh, talk to that are appearing at shaky knees which is one of those festivals so sort of like boston calling that if you don't know it and if you don't go to it on a regular basis it probably is just another afterthought but shaky knees is like i think it's my favorite festival in the south that's not one of the top ones right it's not it's not the big one but Boy, it's so well done. It's crafted in such a fantastic manner. The the lineups are always spot on for me. And, uh, you know, year after year, the, the, they move spots. They move locations. It just keeps getting better. Really good lineup, as we've talked about. I can't um, wait. If everything falls right, I might have to join you down there for at least one of those well, days, Taco. Uh, yeah, you should. I'm sorry. You're going to do what? I think you know which one. Wait, yeah, Barry. Yeah. The, you have to leave the state. Yeah. I know. I have to leave my basement. I don't. Your basement. Yeah. 
<laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't uh, I know. I don't think you're ready for this. <laughs> it's a big if, but if things if things fall the way I hope, yeah. I definitely. That uh that Sunday looks really good to me. All right, tell me who's on Sunday. Well, my morning jacket, Krungbin, Death Cab, Band of Horses, Coin. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that sounds like a what podcast lineup right there, doesn't it? Except for all those bands we haven't talked to. <laughs> uh, you talked to one, well, you found one, and you're like, you know what? <laughs> no, that's the we day for me. Krungbin, Coin. Oh yeah, we did have Krungbin. That's right. Yeah, I talk about my morning jacket a lot. Uh huh. They'll be on someday, one day. Uh, well, there was going to be a time uh, in a previous lineup that we were going to do a cooking show with my morning jacket and it did not pan out but i was so excited when they were in were they on the first bonnaroo lineup that didn't happen or the second one maybe they're on both either way they pitched me the idea of doing a cooking segment with them and i thought that was so much fun uh so maybe we can do it again i don't know i don't know how we cook what we cook you guys want to boil crawfish sure That's, yeah okay. yeah yeah what else fun. can you do <laughs> Really too much. Maybe a spaghetti. Yeah, pasta. <laughs> <laughs> All right, kids. You like macaroni and cheese? Yeah, you open the can, you pour it, yeah. and you heat it up. Yeah. Uh, All right. Cook that pasta. The uh, so two bands in particular that's shaking these. One uh, is Gangs of Youth. Now, if you do not know Gangs of Youth, uh, they are getting a little bit of heat on uh, radio stations like mine because uh, they've signed a big record deal. Um, they've, I think they're tonally, they're so interesting. I like their new album. Uh, they had a song on my radio station for a hot minute. I felt like I was maybe the only guy in the country that was obsessed with the song, uh, Angel of Eighth Avenue. Uh, so, you know, they, they've definitely got something. I think they're really, really interesting. I do not know what their live show is like, but that would be one that I would circle because I just like the band. And I want to give them the Pine Grove treatment. One band that I saw at Shakinese, it's one of these festivals that's perfect for exactly this. I heard this one song of them, and now I want to see if it translates live. Right. You know, Shakinese is the best at finding those. That's how I found churches for the first time. I was like, I really like that one churches song. Let me go see them and see if I like it. Obsessed. Right. Sylvanessa was like that for me at Shaking Knees. Went to see Pine Grove at Shaking Knees. And um, that will be the last time I ever see Pine Grove. Uh, <laughs> but now you know. I, but now I know. I love that song. It's a really good song, but I just can't get past the kid wearing shorts on stage. Can't get past it. I it's cannot get. I can't get past a dude that's wearing shorts on stage. I see your cell phone in one pocket, your car keys in the next. It's like, are you here or are you not? Are you uh, are you going shopping afterwards? Or are you going to actually engage? Yeah, or with or this? were you shopping and then somebody said, "Oh, by the way, you've got a show in five. Yeah, we need <laughs> you to come play guitar and sing whiny indie rock." Yeah. Um, but I so but that's the perfect place for a band like that is shaking knees is they can expose themselves to uh, you know a quality crowd who's really into this sort of stuff and, and gain, you know, a fan forever. I think gangs of New York is, is one of them. I'm sorry. Gangs of youth is one of them. Circle. Gang that of on youths. Your... Gang yeah. of youths. It's, it's one gang, many youths. Yeah. Okay. It's not gangs of youth. Nope. No. Gang of youth. Gang of youths. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the youths. The youths. Uh, it's funny. You mentioned the, uh, the uh, costuming because Max gets into that with us, which I thought was a lot of fun. I think they got to be pretty good on, on stage just, just because of the hair. Mm. It's a lot yeah, of hair. I know stage. we 
I was I was hoping we'd make it more than 10 minutes before we started talking about hair. <laughs> we didn't do it. Yeah, close. So uh, that's the first part. Second part is an interview that I did a couple of weeks ago on the uh, debut day of Spoon's new album with my best friend in the world, Britt Daniel. So we are best friends. Uh, we are two peas in the pod. We hang out. We chit chat. We call each other all the time. My best friend, Britt Daniel. I love Spoon. I love Britt Daniel. I've got the biggest man crush on on Britt Daniel. And um, I, I don't know if during the conversation I tried to bring it up, the time that we hung out and, you know, Laverne and Shirley our way through ACL. But I don't know if he really remembered it. <laughs> I think that he did. Uh, sure that he did. Oh, he yeah. returns your calls, right? Oh, yeah, all the time. Why would he return them? He's answering them on the first He's ring. calling you. Yeah, I yeah. got you. Uh, nice. <laughs> so we talk about the new album, which, by the way, um, if you haven't heard Lucifer on the sofa, I can't stop listening to this. And I don't want to get premature and have recency bias because Lord knows there's nothing I hate in this world more than recency bias. But, um, oh, this new Spoon album might be my favorite Spoon album of all time. It is incredible. Good. There you go. You haven't listened one second of it, have no, you? No. Oh my God. I'm gonna. I, I'm. I'm just sitting here, and I'm sure Russ is thinking the same. Brad has a lot of best friends. Doesn't best he, friends. Best <laughs> friends. <laughs> best friend. Yeah. Brad and Brit. I can't Brit dispute any Brad. of it, but you have now, a bunch. It's. I've got Brit, Brittany, and Brad. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the the circle is widened then. Yeah. You know, I've always said Brad only likes two people, himself and the other is fluid. So fluid. <laughs> we widen talking, the circle. And, no, fluid meaning it's it's not it's not a liquid. You're not saying I love fluid. No, it could be it could change. Got it. Okay. There's always it's it's one it plus one. <laughs> B plus one. <laughs> yeah. Whoever my plus one is for the day, sure. Yeah. Um, so those are your two those are your two shaky knees uh, artists for today. We've had coin on, so you can knock them off the list. Gangs of Youth. Nope. Gang of nope. Youth. Okay. And Spoons. Very excited <laughs> for both <laughs> bands today. We, okay. We've had Krung Ben. Krung's Ben's, yeah. Krung, Krung Green Ben. Getting there. <laughs> getting there. I like it. Yeah, so there you go. That's what you get today. And then um, is there anything else we need to get to? Uh, Do we want to talk about the, the Bonnaroo? stuff you wanted to go yeah, let's, to save let's, that for later let's, let's do that uh once we get through these two okay. um let's uh, talk to max from gang of youths now on the what podcast sound checking well congratulations oh uh, uh, thanks man where, yeah, where are I, you bro i'm in new orleans right now barry is in uh tennessee uh, right. and and russ is right outside hey, of tennessee in uh, northern georgia north georgia um holy shit that's that's such a cool uh group of places i i mean is it <laughs> yes <laughs> you joking dude are you joking like well, i'm just making sure like, like whole... how 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 many trips have you made uh, to the States in the last year or so since uh, everything really started blowing uh, up? Well, dude, like, I, um, 
I have a huge love for the South, man. And I know that, that not all of the places just listed are like hard out the South, but um, I love all that wilderness stuff, man. Like I used to, I did a summer working in the Shenandoah Valley, which is way up further on in the Appalachians mm -hmm. up on in Western Virginia. And um, I've just, so whenever I'm in those sorts of places where there's like all the trees and the fireflies and the, the vibe, Mm -hmm. I want to get I want to get down to like New Orleans though and check out all the swamps. Oh, please do! Let's uh, wrestle some gators. Yeah, together. bro. <laughs> Let's wrestle some gators. Dude, I, I uh, my brother would be useful with that. Um, he he used to live in Darwin, which is literally where Crocodile Dundee is set. <laughs> um, and uh, he's always uh, in the middle of the wilderness with his bow and arrow. Um, so, but I'm kind of like, I'm the sort of the city slicker, the latte sipper of the family. The latte sipper. Um, <laughs> what were you doing? In yeah, yeah. What were you doing in the Shenandoah Valley? What in the hell was that about? I did. I just did like a lot of, um, Kiwi. I'm a New Zealander. Um, most of the band, actually not anymore. Two of the band are Aussie. The front man, Dave is Aussie. Um, but someone, um, and then Tom's English and Jung's from Chicago. Um, but yeah, we, I had a lot of Kiwis when they're like 19, 18, 19, go and work in the States in summer camps. It's just a way uh -huh. to get a visa and uh -huh. then go traveling. So I did that, bro. It was awesome. Okay. Uh, everyone thought I like knew how to start fires and shit because I'm from New Zealand, but I didn't really know what I was doing. Um, I, I kind of had like, I had like more mana than I deserved uh, for sure. Um, but it was fun. It, what, it is so you guys, you go. No, it's it is remarkable. Like the the way that we look at uh, as Americans, we look at other people, especially just like cavemen. That's all you are to us. It's cavemen. You can start fire with your hands and oh, yeah, boomerang. Dude. Yeah, you can yeah. take out a, a you know a large animal with a boomerang or yeah. something. Awful. Just the <laughs> stupidest in, in, in the case of my brother, that's a, like a weirdly accurate stereotype, uh, <laughs> but. Uh, but not me so much. Um, but no, we love the outdoors, the, the whole band. Like, that's something about the United States, man, that it's just so super underrated. People don't, um, like, if I lived in the States, bro, I would have a car for one. I live in, I live in London, and it makes no sense to have a car. Um, but I would have a car, and uh, I would just boost all the time to, like, waterfalls, rivers, you know, mountains. It's just mm -hmm. great, bro. But, um, yeah. Anyway, I'm sure you don't want to talk about that. Oh, hello there, friend. This is Brad Steiner. I'm Barry Corder. After you check out the latest episode of the What Podcast, be sure to check out some of the other great programs on the Consequence Podcast Network, including... Rootsland. It's an original story of two friends who take a musical and spiritual journey from the suburbs of Long Island to the streets of Kingston, Jamaica. Or Kyle Meredith with where you can find interviews with all of your favorite musicians and bands. Hosted by our guy, Kyle Meredith. New episodes air weekly on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Head to Consequence.net to listen to these podcasts and many great others. What is the perception? What do you think the perception people have of your music based on where you're from? Oh, man. Um, I don't, I think it differs to where you are. Like, I feel like in the United States, Australians and New Zealanders are a little bit random. Like we're so small that I don't know if there is much preconceived 
ideas about it apart from like big acts like Tame Impala or um you know recently um and people like Lord and stuff like you know there's some big sort of Antipodean acts but a lot of, I don't know if there is much but I think in England like there's a lot of Aussies and Kiwis and we're really annoying and like we over drink and like we live together in like massive flats and shit like and I, so I, I, I think it's like almost works against us in England. Barry, I think um, I found like, my well, people. Like, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, dude, you're a, no, you do not want to be a London Aussie. Trust me. Uh, no, we love, we love, we are London Aussies, so we can't talk. Um, but yeah, no, like, so I think, yeah. Whereas in the States, I think it, there's a lot more like, like we're just sort of seen as like being, Oh, that's kind of interesting. You're from, you know, the other side of the world, but I don't, I, don't, I never feel judged or anything by americans can i, can I stop um, I real quick that, just, yeah. just real quick what is a kiwi a kiwi is um is a um uh a bird a flightless bird uh that is the national emblem uh of new zealand okay which is why the word which is when you say when you buy kiwi from whole foods like the fruit uh-huh. it's called a kiwi because it's from new zealand oh, but okay it actually, the name is derived from a bird so to be like calling like uh, the Canadians, if you called them like hockey pucks, bears. yeah, yeah, or like a molten, or like yeah, or called you guys. I, I could a say PBR. a lot of dodgy stuff about what you call Americans. <laughs> PBR, um, yeah, yeah, pickup truck, and or you know the I don't know what's the stereotype. Well, don't well, offend anyone. Let's get to the the real question that I have. How in the world do you guys have the best set of hair of any band that's on the planet right now? You guys all have great hair, uh, which Mate, is... it's just a, it's a, it's, it's, it's L'Oreal Paris, dude. No, it's not. Um, no, it's, um, it's, uh, we just, I don't know. Dave's wife's a hairstylist and she does all our hair. My wife actually just cut my hair though. So she, so she killed me if I didn't mention that. Um, but, uh, no, I don't know what it is, man. You just, when you're in a band, you're allowed to have long hair, even though you're, uh, probably too old to have long hair so we uh well this is a big it's a big it. part of our show which is why brad yeah we try asking, to spend five to ten minutes on hair every tell, week. yeah you know it's a pair is important to us so yeah <laughs> that's that's great man um yeah, that's pretty much all we got for you uh so uh, oh fantastic all right, yeah. have a good night man. <laughs> so so about the band now i became a fan of you guys because you know, I work in radio and we get service singles and I had never really heard of you guys. And the minute that I heard the first single off of the new album, I was like, man, this is, this has got so much like national in it. Um, and I love the national. So that, that was the first, you know, four yeah, into, I mean, into your band. Tell me about the band. Tell me about where you guys came from, how you found each other. And, and, you know, before up until the new album, uh, how it all came to be. It's interesting you say the National Man because one of our best mates is a guy called Peter Cadis who made, who produced Boxer and um, Alligator and High Violet. Um, but, uh, and he produced one song on this record and he mixed a couple on this album, the new one. Um, and so we obviously have that connection of like a mutual friend. Um, but I do think a lot of the time because Dave, Matt Berninger kind of broke ground on that like you know i mean obviously Leonard Cohen as well but like in terms of like an indie rock band having a singer with a low voice yeah so i think sometimes dave um 
like even no matter what he does, he would get that comparison because sure. he has sure. that range. That's right. um, but I think I think there's like yeah anyone like dude like Box is probably the most one of the most foundational albums to our age group if you loved indie rock music. Wow. So like I don't think you can be a you I don't think you can be honest and not sort of tip your hat to the national like we fucking love the national. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like I think on this record especially like the influences are a lot more random than that, and um, you know it's sort of more you know, new American um, minimalism and like Philip Glassy, Steve Reiki instrumentation mm-hmm. and UK garage, like breakbeats, um, heavily using samples from the Pacific islands. Like I think this record is like a departure from that, but a lot of our older stuff and, and to an extent, I guess like Angel of Eighth Avenue, which I think was the first single mm-hmm. still has that feel of like the driven drums. Um, mm-hmm. And, but it's, yeah, it's hopefully lean and gliding um, you know, in, in a way that yeah, I guess the national can do really well. Is, but is um, that but is that the is that the sound that you guys started as when when you guys first nah, found bro, each other? No, nah, nah, I think like we've never really had the balls to like a, attempt what we did on this record. Um, and it's something we've always loved and sort of hoped to do. Like we've always been very string heavy. Dave's amazing at arranging strings, and now we have Tom Hobden who. Uh, Join the band who used to be in Mumford and Sons, but before that, Nor on the Whale. Um, so he he kind of has that. He's like a genius uh, string arranger. So he's sort of taken us to the next level with that. You're you're hearing a full orchestra on on the record. Uh, he went to Budapest and recorded with a full section. One of the, um, one of the go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're right. No, no, please. I was gonna say, one of the things that uh, Tyrone. We talked to Tyrone from Rufus this old uh, a couple weeks ago, and one of the things he said was there was national radio uh, in Australia, and what an influence it was because you got to hear so many different things. Because I think the question, I think Brad, you had asked is, you know, where do you get these influences? And you know, coming from Australia, and he said being able to hear all these different influences was. Um, I don't, I'm not put, I don't mean to put words, but freeing yeah. or liberating or whatever, you know, it was, uh, you could do whatever you wanted to do kind of thing. Did, did you have that? Did you guys have that as well? I, I think like, um, Dave, who's like the leader of the band really. Um, and, uh, you know, this is his story about his dad that he wrote, you know? And I think for him, he's like, he was raised by the internet, <laughs> and uh television uh in a lot of ways he's like one of the most intelligent people um, i've ever met uh he knows everything it's like a walking wikipedia page um you know sometimes uh a w- wikipedia search engine i mean like he just knows everything and i, I so i feel like he kind of grew up loving classical music and uh listening to a huge array of things you know going down to the public library listening to stuff um i think the rest of us have our own stories with it like i I was probably more just like a small town Kiwi kid who listened to whatever I could. And my big brother kind of would like give me a record every now and then, like Rage Against the Machine or something. And I would get into it or whatever. But I, um, yeah, I think we just all uh, constantly, like Tom's literally a classically trained, you know, went to the Royal College of, of London to learn violin. So it's like, he comes from that world. So it's sort of this disparate, Donnie was like a jazz drummer, you know? So it's like this well, weird... These like are all so many different. Yeah, this is so many yeah. different uh, experiences. How in the world did you all find each other? 
we, we, we all met at, um, so a couple of them, so four of the original members of whom, uh, sorry, like, like Dave, myself and um, Jung were originally like start of the band uh, with two other guys that um, basically four of them went to uh, church youth group together. So they met through that and I went to high school with Dave. Um, so I met him there. And then, so we kind of started in this shared experience um, in, a, in a large evangelical church movement, me, less so me, um, but that's kind of how the boys met up. And um, that's really cool in some ways because you're allowed to play music and you're allowed to be really crap at it, you know, um, regularly. Like I'm sure a lot of American listeners can, uh, especially in the South, can relate to that. Like, um, I mean, I went, I was, my dad was a small town pastor in, in, a, in a small uh city in New Zealand so I I grew up playing different instruments and stuff every single week you know from when I was about 11 with no choice I had to you know what I mean someone yeah you really do get a very Um, long you you get a very long leash when you are (laughs) he just sounds so good sitting behind that drums bless you yeah yeah. and it's you're allowed (laughs) to but like you know what it teaches you man like even if you suck at your instrument which most people who play in those places don't they're actually amazing but even if you do suck you're learning uh, how to play in a band, like how to play with people. Whereas I think a lot of other people, like they don't get that till high school um, where they get a chance to like routinely play like, you know, which we all did as well. You know, we all were all playing like Smells Like Teen Spirit on repeat you mm-hmm. know, or whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> um, in high school. But I, I think, yeah, so we all met like that. and um, But it was very early on that we became a band. Like I met the other guys really at the first rehearsal. And we were just like, we kind of had shared experiences, but we all loved music and we were very random. Like we're very not, we're not a very easy band to brand because we don't wear the same shit. We're not all like seventies long hair shtick. I kind of look like that, but I'm kind of like a dorky New Zealander dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like, you know, Dave's a Samoan man who grew up in like, uh, like in a Western, in a city suburb of Sydney, Jung's from Chicago He's, he's Korean descent. You know, Donnie well, grew up in another city. So it's like, it's, it's kind of like, we don't look like a band. And then we were on stage, like we, we even dressed different, which we're trying to get better at. Yeah. Uh, but like, so we've been doing this for like a decade, but we kind of have this, um, we probably look like a group. We're best friends in the whole world. We've lived together for long periods of our lives. We literally just went on a holiday with all of our wives. Uh, you know, like we hang out off the clock, mm-hmm. but we don't look like, we look like we met at like a, like a social club and we all come from different places. Like we, we don't have like a, a thread of like a scene that we came from, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, which, yeah. which might be, which might be a strength when it comes to instrumentation because it, it's not locked into one way of thinking. Well, look, I mean, I do think that there is going to be a resurgence of um, getting back to the basics at some point, you know, uh, yeah, TikTok has its moments, and yeah, it's really easy for you to get a um, a career out of a YouTube page at this point. But there is still something that drives us to, especially hardcore music fans, drives us to the struggle, to the guys that just feel like our buddies. Um, and you know, there's there's that thing feels like it's gonna come back at some point. Um, I would I would suggest coordinating outfits though. Uh, it does drive yeah. me a little nuts when a band is not paying any attention to what they're wearing. It makes no, me no, a we, 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 we think about it now, man. Like, I'm, I'm good. Like, okay. We're like, we're like, you know, 
we've got like teams around us now that you know harass us about this shit. Um, but I, what I mean is, it's not. Um, it's as long not, as you're not wearing top hats and shorts, you're gonna be okay. Nah, uh, nah it comes biggest, it's just. Brad's biggest pet peeve is somebody taking their shirt off. So as long as nobody's yeah, taking as long as you're not taking your shirt off, you're gonna be okay. No, I, I reckon. <laughs> I reckon drummers can, bro. I'm gonna disagree with you. I reckon drummers can. But uh, anyone else who does is a tool. I agree. Like, I, I understand. I understand well, the, yeah, yeah. the the drummer thing. I'm willing to to give you a Taylor Hawkins from Foo Fighters. You're not trying to get attention, but if you're Imagine Drags, if you're Dan, who's literally taking your shirt off in the third song, I don't know what you're doing this for. Like, there's no reason for so, you. To like, this. We, we we can all agree that that's bullshit, bro. It's like, yeah, that's like, <laughs> it's like, it's just like. Like you just need um no 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 not directing this at any person or any musician but like it's one of those things you just need a good friend in your life to be like bro like that's not a good look um, yeah, so when a dude's easy. doing that like uh, the other one was like Maroon Five lead singer during the oh, Super God. Bowl and it's just like brother like like you're way more successful than me and like full respect to you and your songwriting but like put your shirt on bro like I I, I also think if you're like I don't know there's a very small list of people who pull it off and like. That's right, yeah. Iggy Pop. I definitely, yeah. yeah, he fucking pulls it off. Yeah, yeah no, I don't Pop, think I. I that might be it. <laughs> I, I certainly don't put myself into that lane. Um, yeah. Well, I will a, say the, the first few. From I will Sydney. say the first few episodes that we uh, did of this podcast, they were all shirtless, um, and it didn't. <laughs> oh, it didn't good. really. Oh, good lad. Yeah, I was didn't really work younger. out for us. I was really a lot younger out. then. <laughs> <laughs> so um so now that the band is really found its 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 footing and um you're starting to expand into the Americas um you have a string of festival dates one included shaky knees do you guys yeah, bro. do you guys think of anything not being american do you have any sort of opinion about american festivals um at all american shows in general I have like a super high opinion of them, man. I think American crowds are really cool. They 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 tend to uh, listen to music um, that they didn't intend to see, which I think is the yardstick for a cool place to play at a festival. So like some some countries you play in, like if you're not on their main radio station, like everyone's on their phone when you're playing, you know. Yeah. Um, and I feel like Americans. Um, it's, it's obviously way, 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 way too diverse a place to be general, <laughs> um, America. Um, but I think, on the, I think on the whole, uh, our experience of playing festivals there is that people are up for it. And if they haven't seen you before, you actually can win a crowd over. It's not like um, it hasn't been totally ruined by like TikTok and stuff yet. Um, and yeah, so I really respect that. And um, yeah, we're really excited about Shaky Knees. Um, I don't know if we're doing any others that I know of this summer um, because we're doing quite a lot of headline touring. Mm-hmm. Um, but next year we're going to be trying to 23. We're going to be hopefully there all the time playing festivals. Um, I think, yeah. I think what's your really guys? Cool. What's, yeah, you go. I think that's go, really cool Sorry. to hear you say that about the festivals and Americans. Cause that to, to me, that's been a shift since Bonnaroo started since the festival thing became a thing. It's really cool mm-hmm. to hear you say that because i think that's what we've seen develop uh and part of why we do the show is the the discovery the discovery is part of the fun uh that's Mm. something that we really that's why we started the show because there was a bunch of people that we never heard of and we thought we need to find out who they are and it became a game you know and then it became 
I'm not saying we did it, but I'm glad to hear you say that. That's really cool. Well, you've, you've obviously been part of that. You know, you're part of the culture over there. So it's like, that's really cool, man. Like, I think anything that can, can as a muso that can make, I mean, I can think of a really good example where um, the band Bahamas, which I think is just staggeringly awesome. Um, Canadian yes, guys. Um, which, by the way, yeah. Barry, Barry found Bahamas on this show. On a Sunday, uh, really? on a Sunday morning at Bonnaroo, and it's I, become my favorite. Yeah, I, I explained. Bro, I explained. I explained a couple of picks that I had for Barry to listen to before Bonnaroo. He got into him, and all of a sudden, that's his. Uh, you know, get high and chill out at the house music. Yeah, clean, uh, the, clean the house. This this is going to infuriate you then, because we played <laughs> at a festival, and I'm not going to name the country because I I just don't want to indict um, another place, uh, but like it wasn't the States and, um, and yeah, Bahamas was playing and everybody was just on their phone because that mm-hmm. Bahamas, I don't think we're on the radio there. And, um, the funniest thing was like our whole band was like lined up, mm-hmm. like watching at the very front row and people coming up and talking to us, but we were just trying to watch Bahamas. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And yes. it's just like, it was just this realization. <laughs> yeah. It was just this realization. Like there's so much bigger than us in most markets, but in this market, it was like a, you know, we were a thing at that festival. And I was, so I was like, it was just like so confusing to me. Like, why aren't you watching this band? Like you're going to watch, you might watch us later if you want to, or you'll watch whoever else later, but like, why are you on your phone? Like, why are you here? If you're not here to watch music. Um, I came, that, home, that was, I came but, home and I was yeah. obsessed. Uh, it's it's all yeah, dude. for a while it's so musical man like i really love um, what they do it's just musical and i that, that's something i'm excited about for this tour is um i better go lads um but yeah you I'll, gotta go uh, but I, I for this tour like i just think um you know our other stuff's been a little bit more direct in terms of the uh like it's been guitar led or you know more so and like this this new record i think is like way riskier and harder right. to play and, Man, and so, I, I tell you, so well, much so much it, is, yeah it may be hard for you to play but it's so good angel in real time um i'm a big big fan of it dude i think angel of eighth avenue is one of my favorite songs of the year last year uh really if if, if you're listening to this give it a try uh because i really like this band a lot and i hope when you get over to the uh the states it's it's as well received as as i think it will be so all the luck to you and hopefully we'll see you shake hey. knees along the way Hey, bro, yeah, come on, full on, like, reach out or whatever and just get a bear. But, um, I, like, uh, if you guys, you guys do your thing at the festival, I, I don't know anyone else in Alabama, so I <laughs> may as well get, get a bear. But, uh, but, uh, not, not, uh, but, um, well, really nice to talk to you. And, um, thanks for your, uh, you know, caring about our band enough to talk to us, um, yeah. wherever you guys are in Tennessee yeah. and Georgia and, yeah. uh, what's, uh, New Orleans. Louisiana. New Orleans. There you go. Thanks, Max. Yeah. Enjoy the Thank show. You so See you much. guys. See you, buddy. See you guys. Bye. They might be your discovery this year. What day are they on, Barry? Gang of Youths. They are on the Saturday. Okay. The Nine Inch Nails headliner with churches. Not King the day Gizzard. you. Not the day you want to go. That's a good one. I. I mean, I like the whole lineup, but I'm yeah, just, too. I'm, I'm not going to even pretend and lie to you and say I'm going all three days. I right. do feel like it's one of the stronger lineups, and yeah. for a festival, it's only 25k or so. Um, I think it is as strong of a lineup as, as is out there the entire year. Yeah, you could go e- any of those three days and be happy all night. What's Friday again? Remind me of Friday is. Green Day uh, and Billy Idol, Rainbow Kitten, uh, Spoon, your guy yeah. Spoons. 
Spoons. Spoons. Yeah, which, Spoons. We'll, talk, yeah. we'll talk to Spoons here uh, soon enough. Uh, Britt Daniels, my uh, best friend. Me and my <laughs> best friend, Britt. Going to catch up, talk about the new album, Lucifer on the Sofa, here in a second. But what was the uh, Bonnaroo news this week that I missed? Because right, uh, I'll be honest with you, I've not paid attention to anything. Yeah, go ahead, Taco. Um, they've made some improvements on the farm. Uh, number one, stormwater management planning and drainage improvements. I know you guys love drainage. I always like to see that way up high on the poster. Well, yeah, first billing, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. if if they don't have the sewage improvements, uh, you'd know it. Yeah, these are these are all filed under. Uh, only us would be talking about it, but we're glad they did all of them. Can I tell you uh, a band that we've had on this program? before came to town and they performed at a venue in town that will stay nameless and i heard that it got so uncomfortable it's a packed house but unfortunately because it was the first show back into real life something had happened with the sewage lines and when everybody would flush the water was going the opposite direction. So when you walked into the bathroom, you were having to walk around rivers of sewage. Ooh. So the whole venue smelled like raw sewage. <laughs> I don't care who's on stage. That's don't a bad, care. bad night. Don't care who is it. Yeah. Paul, nice to see you. Mr. McCartney, uh, have yep. a good night. I'm out. Yep. yep. Got to go. Mm-hmm. We've all been on the farm when things weren't going well. I try not to talk about it. Like I've said, <laughs> I worked at a funeral home. I don't talk about that. And I don't talk about things I've seen in porta potties on the farm. <laughs> yeah, but you really did get a lot of girlfriends from that funeral home. It, it's a chick magnet. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> What's the second line on that uh, improvement poster? <laughs> uh, let's see. You got relocation of parking. And camping areas to better prepare for weather events. Now this sounds planning on. Well, you know that just sounds like fancy words for moving Brad, and I don't run. I don't like it. This doesn't sound good to me. No, we can read between the lines on that. Yeah, no kidding. This is just fancy words to say we don't like where you're camping, Brad. So we're moving you somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna. That's that's an issue for later. (laughs) so at what point so explain to me the parts that they would need to move you from and move you to so that it would be weather flexible i don't know but they put a little picture of a bus on here so i like it (laughs) (laughs) once again thumbs up for me poster management yeah that's all you need. Yeah. That's all you need. It gives a thumbs up from me. That'd take a lot. The only thing I can think of is remember the big storm from what four or five years ago is they just cleared out center room. Yeah. And then when and, I, and where they, you went from built, there, don't, and they built you know, a bridge. Kind of on your own. Yeah, built the bridge. Now I understand there's low levels of the farm and and you know the the storm that rolled through Ida last year that killed the festival. I understand that. There's a reason the grounds were destroyed. That's probably, <laughs> destroyed. you probably hit it. You probably nailed it. it right there. I know that, but where are they moving them to? 
it's yeah. I mean it's, they don't have endless space. Yeah, I don't know. Probably higher. I don't know. I, I would assume they paid attention to higher ground and that sort of thing. And were Were you just about to say they moved to hell? I was, uh, <laughs> but I let it go. You they probably did it, move you? some hills, but not the hill. You're you're. <laughs> Brad always wins in the end. Brad always wins in the end. Not this one. <laughs> they All right, go ahead. There's three or four more. They've paved roads. There's additions of paved roads across the farm. Paving roads. Would you be okay if they paved the main roads inside Cinnaroo? That's what I think they did. No. And at first I thought, no, I don't like that. Um, I don't think and that's then I true. remember that big puddle that forms there leaving VIP going into Centeru. Uh-huh. Be cool if that was not there anymore. I know, I know that, but it's I just paved roads I, across festival grounds. It doesn't specifically say Centeru. Now I could see if they paved the main drags around camp, right? And but I just don't know if I would be okay with them paving roads inside Centeru. Why? Something would feel almost you'd miss the dust and the puddles. You know, it's not just the dust or the puddles. It just feels, I don't, less connected to the earth, maybe. I I had the same thought over the weekend, but then I kept thinking about those puddles that you got to walk, you know, when you go through those wooden gates, stepping over and around, there's no fun in that. I understand. I don't know why. I don't, haven't, I haven't really put a finger on why this would bother me, but it would make me feel a little, eh. A little bougie. A little like, uh, I feel like I'm at a city festival all of a sudden. I think the point of being a Bonnaroo is that you get these rough around the edges things. I don't, I don't know if I'd love a, uh, I'm okay you're, with a flushing toilet. Okay. Let me make that clear. I'm okay. You're not, you're not a rough around the edges guy. <laughs> I know that, but this makes me feel like I am. Oh, this is it. Uh, okay. Yeah. They got gravel roads and everything. <laughs> Yeah, Barry, I, maybe, I, maybe we need to do a little recon and go down to Manchester and see exactly I think what they've that's made. That's exactly what we need. Do you do. think they've already done them or they're just saying that they're going to do them? Uh, it makes it sound like it's been done. Why are you going to talk yeah, about it? Well, wait a second. We have uh, Kyle lives in Manchester. Oh, yeah, we can get him over there. Why don't we just get Kyle, Kyle drive over there and see if you can uh, see any paved roads? Yeah, take video. Yeah. I don't know, man. The last place they need paved roads is in Cineru. They already drive too many carts through there to begin with. Um, the 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 bumpiness and the, that actually slows them down. They need to take the service roads behind because the carts drive me nuts driving through there. That's I thought that was sort of part of the plan that was announced two years ago when it didn't happen. Got it. They had come up with ways to move the carts around the perimeter. Man, I hope so. I do too. That's the most because man, thing. I tell you the the best part of Lollapalooza is how they have. <laughs> organized sort of their transportation in and around that festival. Uh, the carts driving through Bonnaroo don't make any sense and they just get in the way. Yeah. Um, coming up on you all the time. Yeah. And, and also, and also paving roads would mean that they're, you know, planning to continue driving through center when it's much more important to get paved roads out and around uh, the premises. Don't you think? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. maybe it's part of the uh, wastewater management, rainwater and all that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, what else we got on the poster? New wayfinding system to better help you navigate the farm day and night. Okay, that, that's, just sure that's just yeah, a sign. That's just a sign. Yeah, that's a <laughs> Here's your sign. 
this way. <laughs> and then finally, even faster entry to campgrounds due to tow booth and parking efficiencies. Yeah, this look, I just made it better there. Uh, <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> did it. <laughs> now I can man, find my way. Man, I just spent a lot of money on that new sign. Send an email. But yeah, the, yeah there's uh, it's a sign, right? We're we're talking about a sign. We're talking about a could be, sign could be something points. on your phone. Uh, okay. What else could it be? I mean, yeah, probably a sign. Yeah, you know, I don't know. That's for those people who have to camp way, way, way out. Do they still own Squarcho? No, it's gone. You know, they rented it then. They didn't own it. No, they didn't own it. Okay, because if they owned it, it would be kind of cool to take the Squarch and drive it around with like <laughs> announcements on the big screen, and you get to see what's going on, and you know, do karaoke into it. You know, could put it to use. That yeah, would work. All right. Now yeah. that would be a pretty good, Squarch you know, up. sign. You know, that'd be a pretty good investment. They bought the Squarch and they have turned it into, yeah, you know, you its own here. character. Go now I'll tell way. you that would be a great rehab to its its reputation. Everybody hates the Squarch. El Squarcho is back, and all of a sudden it's its own character driving around, making everybody happy. I agree. Maybe you could wear a Squarcho costume. <laughs> Mini Squarch. Mini Squarch. Hey, Mar Mardi Gras three hundred and forty five days away. <laughs> you gotta have a gotta start working on that gotta, costume. Gotta, gotta start gotta now. Make it now. Yeah, so that's it. Those are the big ones. And that's of course, it? they're going to let people in yeah. on Tuesday. Uh, Some people. Yeah, on Tuesday, and the sooner you get there, the closer you are camped to center room. First Which time. pretty big. Yeah. Yeah, that would, that I always wondered about that. People who, you know, bust their ass to get there early and then get the worst parking. That sounds contrary. like, the, that sounds like the lead. That sounds like the biggest piece of information here that the sooner you get there, the yeah. closer you get to be. Yep. Because weren't we saying a couple of years ago that, you know, you could get there on a Tuesday, but you're still, you know, yeah, a mile they put and a half you out away. First. Yeah, they, they yeah. start from yeah. back and move, you know, towards the middle. Well, and that's not new. They've been announcing this for two years. Yeah. There's exactly. just been no Bonnaroo to show for it. Actually do it. So that's it. They should there just keep go. announcing stuff. Just... <laughs> Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> you know, we 50 50 if this map happens, start <laughs> announcing stuff. Hey, the Rolling Stones are headlining. Yeah. yeah. All right. Surprise. Well, good. Uh, it's, uh, that's all right. I mean, I think a lot of that's uh, some good PR work, finally. But yep. I don't know if uh, much of that is, is meat. Uh, it feels like the meatier part is, is you get to camp as close to Cinero as you can, the easier or sooner you get there. Yeah. Yeah. I think Russ and I were talking before you got on any, any of these improvements are the kind of things that, you know, don't normally make the headlines, but as we've all said over the years, the little things, they add up. Shade, we, th grass, that's right. Flushable toilets. That's know. right. That's right. And, and the grounds have uh, definitely gotten better and they look so much better. And I will, to your point, Barry, I think that the reason why we don't hear about them, they announce them plenty, but we don't hear about them because, there's other stuff about right. it that we're talking about. You know, there's so many other things that we're, but because we're in this, you know, barren desert of information about, you know, what Bonnaroo is going to be, we haven't done it in how long. Now it feels like every teeny tiny yeah. scrap of information feels like a feast. Any news is news. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. 
for sure. Uh, so the other uh, shaky knees artist that we wanted to uh, talk to today was an interview I did with Britt Daniel, my best friend, uh, a couple weeks ago when the new album came out. If you haven't listened to it yet, by the way, when we were talking to uh, Gang of Youths, you had plenty of time there, Barry, to listen to Lucifer on the sofa. Did you listen to any? Did you get it? <laughs> couple of tracks no but i promise i will did you listen to gang of youths before we yes. talked to them oh yeah what'd you say yes I, I like it very much it took me a while i kept trying to figure out and i hate doing this but i'm like everybody he does else. it every you time always try everybody he, tries to taco, out he always says i never I, do this and then he does it he does exactly this i hate doing it but it finally dawned on me they remind <laughs> me of the call if you remember the call the uh, song the walls came down yeah okay never Russ, nothing. You know I, got, I got nothing pull you it know it Jump into um, that uh, cabinet and see if you got any call CDs. Uh, <laughs> reach on in there and see if you got anything. Nothing. Anyway, okay, I good. like it very much. Yeah, I like it a lot. Uh, I, yeah, I, said, I always like got, I said, Max was a lot of fun. He was a lot of fun. I get a little bit of national vibes from it. So, um, yep, yep. Lucifer on the Sofa is the new Spoon album. Uh, we talked the day that it came out. So I'm sorry, we're just now getting to this, but other things started coming up like Rufus the Soul and Coin. Uh, but because I love Spoon so much and. Um, because Britt Daniel is best friends. Best friends. Yes, with me. Let's uh, spoon on the What Podcast. Brett. Hey, Brad. How are you? I'm doing super duper. How are you, stranger? <laughs> I'm good. The last time you and I hung out slash talked, we were uh, backstage at ACL, and I asked you what you were listening to, and you said, I've been getting into the clash these days. <laughs> and then it wasn't five minutes later, somebody walked up and said, hey, Brett, nice to see you. What are you listening to? And you said, I'm really getting into the clash these days. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, Well, it's a strong recommendation. They're, it's hard to go wrong with The Clash. I, I bet you're still listening to The Clash these days. I am. I am. I just admire you so much. I, I mean, you've got one of my favorite bands, the top three favorite bands of all time. That, oh, wow. um, and today has got to be a really big day for you. So first yeah. off, congrats. I think you guys put out something damn near perfect. Oh, wow. Thank you. I have a That's feeling. high praise. I appreciate that. Oh, I'm just an idiot on the radio. What do I know? Um, <laughs> I want to go back to like when you and Jim, since you and Jim are, are still around from 30 years ago, did you got, what the, was the conversation? Did you envision 30 years later in 10 albums? No, we didn't. I, the bands that I had been into that I had been in up until that point all lasted about nine months to a year and a half. And so that was kind of what I was picturing. Uh, Jim and I were in, in a band before Spoon that lasted nine months. It's called the Alien Beats. And so um, it was more, it was, I think the only thing that we commented on was like, let's get some better gigs than that last band had. You know, that was it. Like, let's play, not play on Monday nights at the back room, this metal bar. In there's a metal bar in East Austin that had an alternative night, you know? Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And that was the gig that was easy to get. But, of course, no one showed up. So yeah. we I, re I remember you telling me, though, when you were when this was starting, you were doing something. What was your day to day job at the time? Right when the band started, mm -hmm. um, I guess I was just out of college and I was I was working at a, a video game company. Oh, that's right. Yes. OK. Is that the one you're thinking of? Yes. I remember this conversation. Yeah. And, and what were you doing there? I was I was making sound effects. I wasn't even making music for them. I was just doing 
sound effects so like explosion sound effects and right. um uh you know a spaceship the door closes you that kind of sound effect spaceship takes off that kind of sound effect uh-huh. yeah it was a cool I, job I, I feel like you could score a movie if you really wanted to i could yeah i mean even 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 to the sound effect part it could go from the whole gambit from the beginning yeah. of the movie to the end yeah it was a good gig for sure you know it was a it was especially just out of college you know it was a dream job and they were um when i was in college we i studied audio but we didn't there was no digital audio at that school so, right. so i got out of school and there's this video game company says they want to teach me digital audio and pay me ten dollars an hour and i just thought i was you know it was that would i i don't know i thought was this 91 92 yeah 93 yeah that's pretty good ten dollars an hour 93 is not bad yeah um so when uh you guys go through you know 30 years of this when do you think that like spoon really found its legs so when do you think it really got so because the thing that i feel about this band that i love so much is that from the first moment i mean even from you know telefono to now it always feels so comfortable in its own skin yeah thank you well you know telefono was was definitely that the band that was trying to get better gigs you know that was what that those songs were all about and it wasn't really even about making records and then as as we of course making a record was a cool cool deal but that's what the, not what those songs were written for and then later on we figured out hey someone's actually going to put out our records we started thinking about writing songs in a different way um i think the record uh maybe three in called girls can tell mm-hmm. is uh where we really started s- sort of started figuring it out for ourselves and had some of our own identity pop out more what was the song on on girls can tell everything hits at once you think that was the one or that was uh, a big one yeah 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 that's the first song on it and uh we had definitely never done anything like that before it had vibraphones I mean, it was very stripped back yeah yeah, I mean, I could nerd out about about your own band, um, you know, pretty much all day and wax poetic about it. But the thing that I love, you know, not only because it's so comfortable in its own skin, but the re-listenability, if that's a word, is so strong because every time I listen, and I don't care if it's a series of sneaks or whatever, you know, just and I told you this before, a random tambourine that walks through the, the room and then you never hear that tambourine ever again. Right. You know, those kind of th- a random hand clap that never comes back again. That's right. the kind of stuff that I find to be so interesting that you guys seem to, to find the perfect spots for those things. Yeah. Well, that was, I would hear that on a Bowie record, you know, and I'd hear that on a Beatles record. Um, and they were particularly big on, you know, really loud percussion elements like that. And I, when we started making records, if you'd work with a producer, they'd say, yeah, you put a little tambourine on there, but it's got to be buried in the mix and you don't want that to stand out. And I said, well, that's not how the Beatles would do it. Um, so <laughs> there was some arguing about that to start, but uh, I'm glad you appreciate that vibe. Well, I love it uh, because it seems as though it's something that, you know, if I was sitting in the room with you, that would be what I would do. You know, it's like, oh, hang on a second. Yeah. We need Brett. Got it. Um, I'm in. I'm on a screen yeah. record. You got a nice, um, a nice reverb on those claps you got going on. I appreciate on. that. Yeah, I've been working on this. Yeah. Um, so speaking of being in the room with him, the, the compliment that a buddy of mine, we were going back and forth about this new album. Um, it, and you could probably say this about any Spoon album. It feels like we're in the room with them. Right. Is that there's got to be a purpose for that. There, you're actually that's got to be a, 
something that you're actually designing to do. We specifically worked on that for this record. Um, We felt like we wanted to react a bit against the last one, which was the last one was actually more produced than, than um, some of the other ones. It was, it was made um, very much in the studio. We're writing the songs while we're in the studio and um, figuring out what we were doing with the songs as we're in the studio. This time we decided, well, let's, let's, um, let's hash all that out as a band playing with each other uh, before we hit the record button, you know, sort of an old, maybe a little bit more old fashioned way of making a record, but there's something about that. You can, even if you don't know anything about recording or how records are made, I think you can kind of sense it that this is a band playing together. Well, what's more comfortable for you? Uh, both ways are good. I, um, you know, cause I love some, some produced music. I do. Um, but, um, I guess, I guess I like the, the feel of things happening, happening naturally and things happening, um, sort of more live. Well, that's what I was going to, that's what I was thinking because the, the live show is such a completely different experience. And I mean, that's not, that's not totally true. It's not completely different, but it is, it is a much different feel, uh, especially when you guys, I'll put it this way. When you said to me at ACL, you said, well, have you seen this show? And it was your latest tour. And this was 2018, 2019. Man, I can't remember what else. He said, you said, have you seen this show? And I said, no, I haven't seen this specific one, but I've seen you guys live a, a host of times. And you said, well, this is the one you need to see. <laughs> wow. Listen to that kid. Well, you were so- <laughs> that kid. It was three years ago, uh, but, but it was, it was so specific because I think that you, it had seemed like you had spent so much time making that live show, the best one that you guys had brought to, to the stage. We I did. wonder if, I wonder if that sort of like found its way into this album. Yeah. I think that was a big part of it. You know, we, we did, we worked on the show you know, um, and the way that the show flowed together and the way that the, um, the, way the, the way that the performances linked together and the way that it, that hit the audience. And uh, mm-hmm. when we toured more on that record than we had on any other record before, which is saying a lot for us. And so we did think like, we felt like we were in a really strong place band wise. And so mm-hmm. it became a thing where let's make a, a great rock and roll record that is about the band, less about, um, production and more just about how we play naturally with each other well i'm not gonna lie to you i mean that kid was right i mean it was the best (laughs) spoon show i had ever seen and i think there was partly you know there's you know hometown element there to it uh, but it still was the best spoon show i'd ever seen i I wonder if you feel the pressure the next round of live shows the when the tour starts in april is uh, have you have you you know gotten it up a notch no no pressure we've done a bunch of shows uh we played a bunch in september and october it started it started yesterday didn't it yeah yeah, then then we played right um a show was it last no the last two two shows this this week in la and so yeah it's feeling good i i kind of feel like um we're 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 set up and ready to go it's it's been they've been some really good shows well, uh, Britt, you're the you're the coolest sob in rock music. I, uh, you're you're you might. I'm writing that let, down. If, <laughs> put that on your resume. Yeah, 
<laughs> I, uh, I really do appreciate you. And um, I love Spoon with all of my heart. And um, I'm so glad you're back. I just love this album so much. Well, I appreciate you. Thank you for saying all that. And I hope we get to uh, place. I know we're going to play near New Orleans at some point. I hope you I get hope to come so. to the show. I hope so. I will definitely, I'll see you plenty of times on this tour. And, um, you know, by then I'll have something for you other than the clash. All right. Yeah. Come, right. come say hello for sure. Let's, let's chat again. See you buddy. See All you right. soon. Take care. All right, guys, there you go. Good show today. Uh, the what podcast, uh, giving you Bonnaroo tickets. One last thing to uh, do before we get out of here. I could not be happier with the submission so far for the Bonnaroo Photoshop contest. Yeah, they're pretty great. Really, really funny. You can tell um, the uh, the artists are listeners. That's what makes it cool. It's a lot is that what makes it cool, or do they make you look better? Oh, and, well, cool. that does help. I'm much thinner in all of these graphics. <laughs> <laughs> it's because they're we, trying to win. And we have, and and we have confirmation dancer. that it is a baby. So yeah, finally, pretty cool. Yeah, I like some, it. some really good stuff so far. I, I feel like to me, the leader in the clubhouse is the hand drawn pictures of Russ, Barry, and Brad. <laughs> that to me so far is my favorite. So even you, with no artistic talent, can be a front runner for Bonnaroo tickets. All you got to do is uh, give us your best graphic interpretation of the what podcast, whether it be in Photoshop, whether or not you drew it on the back of a napkin. Um, maybe, maybe, just maybe, you write the words the what on a piece of paper and submit it. Hey, anything that gets uh, our attention, uh, tag us in it, the what underscore podcast on Twitter, on Instagram. Uh, you can email us. What is the email address again, Russ? Comments at the what podcast. Got it. Any sort of artistic interpretation of the what podcast will take. You know what? I will even say this. I'll throw this out to you guys. We could even expand it to if you wrote us a song. There you go. See, ah. any sort of artistic impression, uh, interpretation yeah, of the we'll show. And we'll take it. There you go. What do you think? I'm in. Uh, so submit those. We still have a few weeks left on that. Uh, so put your uh, creative cap on and submit it today for Bonnaroo tickets and camping pass. Anything else, gentlemen? I think that's it. Taco, every time we go to Barry's house, it seems as though he's got more what podcast stickers he's putting up behind him. It's like he's just finding gear that he hasn't sent out yet. And he's like, oh, That's more I keep pulling, I keep pulling equipment out of trash bins everywhere and I got to dress them up with these stickers. I got, I got this really cool rack from a local liquor store. They were throwing it away. So yeah. Wow. I know, man. The, the wheels alone are worth was, was the, the was there any liquor in it when you got no, it no, oh. not not when it was outside when i got it home there was liquor <laughs> barry what are you doing with the liquor rack you should see it i'm proud of it for, but what are you, for what what are you gonna do oh, i got all my for? stuff i got all my all my equipment i got all my stuff i got, all my I got stuff. a place for my stuff see i got my treasures here <laughs> place for my stuff i have nice treasures I have a feeling all your stuff is still everywhere. Well, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. I love you this maybe, idea. But it's more organized. Would you I maybe would... sell some of that stuff? Uh, maybe on, you know, what podcast stuff? Yeah, that stuff I need to sell. Anybody need a koozie? <laughs> <I don't laughs> or a t-shirt? 
<laughs> I am very worried now all of a sudden that Barry has become a hoarder. Uh, you're, you're walking into liquor stores and stealing furniture. Yeah, I don't, get, what are you going to do with that? Are you worried about this? I'm not proud. I, I want you to see this. I love this thing. Are you bringing home pallets too? I'm not going to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> I might have one or two. <laughs> I'm worried about you. I'm very worried. All right, there you go. All right. Good luck. No wonder you can't leave the basement. You've got too much junk I can't sitting get around out. you. Yes, I you, can't get you out. literally locked yourself into the basement based on the stuff you brought home from the liquor store that's not liquor. I can neither confirm nor deny. All right. Love you guys. Right. See you See soon. you guys. See ya. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.